your home of the pins and the best pins coverage. WXDX FM Pittsburgh, an iHeart Radio station. The Pitt Athletic Director is Heather Like. As in, if you don't like any of our sports teams, I don't blame you because they mostly suck. Anyway, Ms. Like says Pitt will not top off the upper deck at Heinz Field during football games this year. Well, of course not, because Penn State is coming to town. What Pitt should do is tarp off seats at the Pete for basketball because that's the real embarrassment. But I don't get the very concept of tarping off seats. It's supposed to create atmosphere, but how you figure? Empty seats are empty seats, whether they're under a tarp or not. It's supposed to fool recruits by making the stadium seem full, but those kids aren't that dumb. They know that under that tarp, you got empty seats. Tarping does not create artificial demand for the remaining tickets. If there was decent demand, you wouldn't need to tarp. If there was unexpected demand, you would quickly take off the tarp and sell those tickets. It's a dumb idea. It's not a debate, and it shows the sad, sad state of pit football. Hey, yo, tarps at Heinz Field for pit games? Guess what? You just made the list. The list is brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Count on a name you can trust. I don't get the whole notion of tarping. I heard the B team this morning talking passionately about whether it was a good or bad idea. I think it's a non-issue. Empty seats are empty seats. A tarp over the seats doesn't change that, doesn't fool anybody, doesn't delude recruits, doesn't create atmosphere. It's just a non-starter as far as I'm concerned. I'll tell you a better topic for pit football is that Pat Narduzzi, the head coach, just burns through assistant coaches. Somebody told me he's had over 30 assistants and GAs come through the program since he took over at Pitt just three years ago. Then again, Pitt is a stepping stone. Uh, all those problems at Michigan State, and they are horrible and regrettable, but they did Pitt a favor. Because uh, Narduzzi ain't going back to Michigan State anytime soon. Uh, and it looks like, I don't want to say that's blown over, but D'Antonio didn't get fired. And Tom Izzo didn't get fired. Again, I don't want to say it's blown over because it shouldn't blow over, but maybe maybe things are starting to stabilize there. That's a, a good way of putting it. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Here's your Penguin update. Uh, Matt Murray concussed, as Bob McLaughlin and I just spoke about. Tristan Jory got sent down yesterday, but did a U-turn on the PA turnpike. And uh, he's back, along with Casey DeSmith. He's back as well. Those will be the goalies in uniform tonight when the Penguins host New Jersey at PPG Paints Arena. And uh, Casey DeSmith is expected to be in goal. Uh, I've been saying that if Murray's ever out long-term, the Penguins are screwed. Uh, but you still need a good number two goalie. I don't think Jari or DeSmith could win a series against a good team in the playoffs. But they could win a couple games. They could fill in, no question. 
And maybe right now they're competing for that number two job for the playoffs. I think the best way to describe this is that Jari has the tools, but perhaps DeSmith has the toolbox. Uh, when DeSmith was here at the very start of the season, he had some real bad outings, but uh, when he came back up again, he won a bunch of games, and uh, Jari looked real bad in the game at Florida Saturday night. Not that that is a be-all, end-all when it comes to judging uh, Jari, Matt Hunwick, or whoever. Penguins are a team in transition now, having made that big trade for Broussard. So be a little patient and let guys adjust to new roles, new line mates, new whatever. Again, I'm very curious to see how much Riley Shane plays because there's a guy who was the third-line center, was getting a lot of ice. He'll still get the ice on the PK, but now he's the fourth-line center, albeit a real good one. The Penguins have the best first-line, second-line, third-line, and fourth-line center in hockey. Uh, so we'll see what kind of role Shane has. I again, people like to reminisce and wax nostalgic about the guys who were on the team last season when uh, the Penguins won the Stanley Cup, the last two seasons, really. But you would rather have Broussard than Benino. You would rather have Shane than Cullen. The Penguins have upgraded in those spots. Uh, the lines have been shaken up a bit, but uh, to me it's just moving back to uh, ground zero. It's going to be Gensel on left wing with Crosby, uh, which I had been lobbying for, and Broussard and Kessel will play with uh, Sherry. I would have thought Aston Reese, but it's going to be Sherry. I would have thought Kuhnhaka would have played left wing on the fourth line tonight. Maybe he's not quite ready. Despite coming off the injured list, it's reportedly going to be Zach Aston Reese on the fourth line for the Penguins, but I don't like that. I like Aston Reese. I don't like him on the fourth line. I'm not sure it does him any good to get that little ice time here in Pittsburgh. Uh, I think eventually he may well supplant Sherry on the third line. I don't know. What are the pros and cons of Sherry versus Zach Aston Reese on that third line with Kessel and Broussard? Aston Reese, obviously a superior net front presence, and you would think Sullivan would value that for a Zach Aston Reese to get a second bite of the cherry. What with the opportunities Broussard and Kessel playing together figure to produce? But the Sherry is great at moving the puck, and you want a primo puck movement when you got Broussard and Kessel out there together uh, with whoever the third guy is. So I can see the argument for either even though uh, Aston Reese has as many goals in the last eight games as Sherry has in his last 40, uh, Sherry was a part of two cup winners here in Pittsburgh. I'm not at all adverse to giving him a shot on that Broussard Kessel line, but uh, uh, my second choice would be Aston Reese, and Sherry would have a limited time uh, for me to get it together and establish some kind of form after. Like I said, four goals in 40 games and no goals in his last 11. Let's go to Shafe in the car. Shafe, you're on with Double M. Hey, Super Genius. Um, and not much of a pick guy, more of a Penn State guy. But that being said, uh, what would you think about uh, Pitt potentially, to, to turn things around a little bit, to uh, potentially hire Sean Miller? Well, here's what would have to happen for Sean Miller to wind up as pit coach. And I'd say it's an incredible long shot. 
But Miller would have to be cleared in this bribery thing, this 100K thing. It would have to be shown that's not his voice. But Arizona would fire him anyway, uh, given just the cloud that's hovered over the program because of the scandal. Then, you know, Miller would either take attractive pardon gifts or file a lawsuit. But you see what I'm saying, Shay? That way his reputation wouldn't be totally trashed, but Arizona wouldn't want him anymore. Uh, but I think that's a heck of a long shot. Furthermore, I'm not even sure that Sean Miller would want to come to Pitt under those circumstances. He'd be better off laying low and wait for his reputation to kind of regenerate itself because I think Pitt basketball is in such a bad state that it will not dig itself out for the next five, maybe ten years, no matter who's coaching. Let's go to MJ in Lawrenceville. MJ, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hi, Mark. I, I think when you're talking about Connor Sherry's uh, stat line and kind of how, how rough it's been for him, that's exactly why you would play him with two guys that are good offensively and Broussard's well-rounded enough to kind of take maybe some of the heat off of him for doing a, some of the chippier stuff and just get him going. For the oh, play. no, no. I think Sherry, Broussard, and Kessel could be a good line uh, if Sherry plays up to his potential. I'm not... You know, Sherry's 5'8", 175. If he doesn't contribute statistically, he's not contributing at all. He's not going to hit much, not going to block a lot of shots. But uh, but I think he can help those guys score goals. And the Penguins now more than ever. Now more than ever, MJ, since the acquisition of Broussard, they're about scoring goals. Uh, it was always first and foremost. Now it's first and foremost times two or three. I'm for it. Let's not look back. Pardon me? I said I'm all for it. Let's not look back. Yeah, well, but but again, I wouldn't give, and thank you for the call, MJ, I wouldn't give Sheary an unlimited timetable to make good on that line. Uh, you have depth, you have Aston Reese, you have other people you can look at, and I would give Sherry first look, and that's what apparently they intend to do, but I wouldn't uh, be too far away from giving Aston Reese the next look. And then injuries always intervene, and, you know, before you know it, uh, Dominic Simone will be back on Sid's line. Just keep the rope and sharp objects away from Sid if indeed that does transpire. 412-333-9939. Uh, we're going to go into Ask Mark Anything right now. 412-333-WXDX because we have the Hockey Night Show from 5.30 till 6 o'clock. We'll have Paul Steigerwald joining me for, for uh, the end of the show and uh, we'll take your hockey calls beginning at 5.30. I wish we had more time to talk about the Sean Davis thing. Uh, I just think that uh, I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he's a, a, a not a real bright kid who who didn't think before he used social media, which may indeed be carved on the gravestone of his generation. But uh, you, you can't you can't do anything remotely connected with cyberbullying, which, which I think is silly because you know if you're being cyberbullied, just get off Twitter or. Facebook or Snapchat or whatever the frick. I mean, I've always looked at stuff like Twitter is utterly and totally and unequivocally disposable. You know, whenever I feel like I'm, you know, not enjoying it, I, like I did last year, I got off Twitter for four months. I, I didn't respond to any tweets more accurately, and I just think a lot of people would be better off uh, following that doctrine. The Madden doctrine, not the Monroe doctrine, but the the Madden doctrine. Let's go real quick to Darian and Irwin. Darian, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Great. 
Hey, uh, real quick, I, I've, I heard you talk a couple of times about how uh, Sid and Gino have felt more comfortable with Ryan Reeves out there on the ice. Obviously, with him being traded now, do you see any impact of, of him leaving with how those guys are playing? Uh, potential, no, in how those guys are playing, no. Could I see teams taking liberties with them? Not in the playoffs. That's not how the playoffs work. But the Penguins have a few more games with Philadelphia. Then again, Philadelphia's cleaned up its act some. Then again, they still got Rodko Gudas. So, uh, good question. It's not the kind of question will be answered tonight when the Penguins play New Jersey. But there's no question. Teams were taking less liberties with the Penguin Stars and with the Penguins in general with Ryan Reeves in the lineup. But the bottom line is he wasn't going to play in the playoffs. The way the roster was falling, Revo just wasn't going to play in the playoffs. 412-333-9939. Ask Mark anything now here on The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hi, Mark. Sorry. I'm talking to my son. Um, no one cares at all. No one. The X at 105.9. Time now to ask Mark anything. Brought to you by Chapino's Restaurant Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and choppa, so be sure to check out Chapino in the strip. After this, we have the Hockey Night Show, and we want hockey calls only. Uh, let's go to Brad in Wexford. Brad, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. Like you, yeah. I'm, a fan of the Pur- I'm a fan of the Purge movies, and I just found out today, you might have known this already, but I guess they're coming out with a Purge TV show in the fall on USA. Well, and there's a Purge 4 movie coming out, too. Is there going to be a Purge TV show? I didn't. I know that was discussed. Is that definite? Uh, what networks are going to be on? It said it would be on USA. I'll watch it. Let's go to Marco and Clinton. Marco, ask Mark anything. What up? What up? Mark, what is your favorite wrestling finishing moves? Uh, You won't believe it because I don't like the guy who did it, but the diamond cutter. I like that one. RKO is one of mine. Uh, Yeah, the the RKO is a uh, ripoff of the diamond cutter. Then again, the diamond cutter is a ripoff of the ace crusher. Uh which Johnny Ace did, uh, the who became known as John Laurinaitis in WWE. He did that in Japan. But uh, I like finishers that come out of nowhere, although RKO out of nowhere has become cliched. So I'm going to go with Diamond Cutter, and that way somebody could call up DD Me and say that, hey, Madden said how great your finish was, and he can then make some joke about my weight. Let's go to Bubba in Cannonsburg. Bubba, ask Mark anything. How you doing? Great. So let's face it. We all know you're the, the best there is, best there was, best there ever will be in Pittsburgh radio, maybe all of radio. But you're human, and you're going to die someday. So oh, someday. Is there any? <laughs> well, maybe I'll be shocked if soon, I make 60, you know? and I'm being very serious, but go ahead. So, I mean, I'm very curious. As a guy who's going to probably live in Pittsburgh for a long time, I'm in my 30s. Who the heck am I going to listen to? Do you have any kind of protege or succession plan? No, no, that's somebody else's problem. Uh, You know, I expect when I retire or kick the bucket, probably the latter, that the X will just go back to playing music uh, 24-7. Well, why don't you, you know, why don't you become, find like an apprentice or something? Or are you just an unteachable talent? Uh, that's a nice way of putting it, yes. No, I just don't care what happens after I'm gone. Heck, I don't care what happens when I'm on vacation for a couple of days. Why would I care what happens when I'm dead? Thank you for the call. 
Let's go to Jeff in the car. Jeff, ask Mark anything. Hello? Yeah, what do you want, Jeff? Hey, Mark. I hear you singing on the show sometimes. I was wondering if you ever did. What would be your karaoke song? I, I don't, and there isn't one, but thank you for the call. Up next, it's the Hockey Night Show. I want calls, but hockey calls only. My guest is going to be Penguins legend, and he really is one of the most important people in franchise history, Paul Steigerwald. But I still want your calls. They just have to be about hockey. Dial now for the Hockey Night Show. 412-333-WXDX. It's the Exit 105.9 Hockey Night Show with your host, Mark Madden. Brought to you by Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. On your home for the best Pens coverage and the best hockey talk. 105.9 The X. Double M on the X live from Buford's. The Hockey Night Show brought to you by the three wise men, Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. Let's get a couple calls in before we make way for Paul Stockerwald. Jason in Greensburg. Jason, uh, you're on the Hockey Night Show. How you doing, Mark? Good day. Great. Hey, I uh, just want to know, who, who do you think is going to be the step-up guy this year since we got rid of uh, Kunis last year and um, you know, now now got rid of Cole? So you think like Ian I, Cole's the guy who won the playoffs last year, right? No, no. no. I mean, as far as like a you know big hitter guy. He stepped um, up yeah, and they won got, the playoffs. Ian Cole. No. no. I, so I'm what do you mean the step-up guy? I think I think Crosby, Malkin, and Kessler – a pretty good place to start. How about you? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I'm saying, like, as far as, like, hitting. You know, there haven't things. been many surprise heroes. Well, I guess you could consider Matt Murray one a couple years back. Uh, let's go to uh, Zach in the car. Zach, you're on with Mark, and you're on if, the Hockey Night Show. If somehow win a third cup this year, do you think Mike Sullivan would be considered the best Pens coach ever? Or if he never wins another cup, how long, How many non-cup winning years is it going to take for Pittsburgh to run him out of town? <laughs> I like your last question better. Uh, I don't know about how long it'll take to run him out of town, but uh, but there'll certainly be people who pretend to know more than than he does, and maybe you're speaking to one of them right now. In terms of him being the best coach ever, Zach, I think that depends on your definition of the term. Uh, I, I Mike Sullivan could win the next five cups. I wouldn't consider him a better coach than Herb Brooks. And maybe not Badger Bob, and look at Scotty Bowman's record. But I think Mike Sullivan's a great coach. Uh, if he wins a third cup, he'll have the best results of any Penguin coach. In in the coaching business, it's not about what people think of you; it's about the results you get. Let's go to Jake in the car. Jake, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Just wondering, what team do you think has the best chance to beat the Penguins in the playoffs this year? I'm thinking the Bruins. Um, I don't think any team has a great chance. I, I got to tell you, I thought last year the Penguins were better than Nashville. This year, Nashville, maybe not better than the Penguins, but Nashville's better now than Nashville was last year. Then again, Pittsburgh's better now than Pittsburgh was last year. Up next, we're going to talk to one of the most important people in the history of Penguins hockey, in the history of Pittsburgh hockey, you can hear him all over Penguins Radio. It's Paul Steigerwald, up next on the Hockey Night Show, 105.9.